0: music mm-hmm. Hey, Star Wars fans! Welcome to another edition of Rule the Galaxy, your favorite Star Wars podcast. I'm so glad to be with you. My name is Nick Shesky. I'm one of our co-hosts. I would say one of our recent co-hosts, or or maybe one of our regular co-hosts. But I this is like the first time I've been on the show again in weeks between little kids and work and craziness, and it's so great to be back on tonight i'm subbing in for joe who uh, normally sits in the pilot seat he's taking some time uh, to hang with his wife and do whatever the heck it is that joe Molinero does uh with his busy crazy life so we're so excited you're with us we got a great show for you tonight we're gonna have some guests on uh, some normal co-hosts but i do want to kick it over first to uh mr d duck how are you man
1: i'm doing good uh I just spent uh, last week in Lake Placid at a wedding. A pretty a lot of craziness, a lot of travel. The drive home was seven and a half hours with three kids in the car, so it was fun. Uh, definitely excited to talk a little Star Wars and just hang out. I feel like my Star Wars vibes are like, it's it's almost like Doctor Strange trying to patch the multiverse. <laughs> I feel like I'm like, I'm in Star Wars, I'm out. I'm in, I'm out. I'm like, I, I'm I'm excited to just sit down and talk a little Star Wars right
0: now. Yes. I completely agree. For For the listeners at home, give us the age of those three kids you had to do a seven-hour car trip with. Well,
1: the first two are 18 months apart, so I have a five-year-old, four-year-old, newly newly turned four-year-old, and a three-month-old. So Wow.
0: So you guys are just gluttons for punishment.
1: Yeah, they did all right. I mean, we got the little flip down screen in the minivan and, you know, throw on some movies for them. They do eventually ask, are we almost there? And you say, no, we have about five hours left, but you know, that's how (laughs) it goes. (laughs)
0: That's awesome. And last, last question on it, Lake Placid, did you, or did you not see any alligators or crocodiles while you were there?
1: No alligators. There's no large alligators. That's what everybody, this is my second time going there. Last time I went was January, which it was a totally different world than this time, but no, I just pretty much saw all the Olympic stuff. It's like, That, that town is a relic of the 1980 Olympics. That's where Mm. the miracle game happened against Russia. It's like, there's just so many relics of the Olympics there. It's a really cool town. If you ever want to travel anywhere in the United States and feel like you're in a European country, go to Lake Placid is what I would say. It's an awesome place. Yeah.
0: Very unique,
1: very unique town. Very nice people. The drive there is nice. You're just cruising through mountains, and then next thing you know, there's this little town in the middle of these huge mountains surrounding you. There's not a bad view anywhere you walk there. It's a great place.
0: Now, I know we're not here tonight to talk about empty, vacant Olympic sporting arenas, uh, (laughs) but I, I have read an article or two of these towns that host the Olympics or these cities that host the Olympics, and they build out all these incredible facilities for it, And then they leave and they just sit empty. Was that true? Were you guys right?
1: Well, it can be like that, but Lake Placid isn't like that just because they have things like the Goodwill Games, which I think are like um, college style, like Olympic winter sport type stuff. It's a big skiing, snowboarding town. Uh, They have bobsledding events because the last time I went there, there was competitive bobsledding going on, which is a wild thing to watch in real life. Actually, it's like... It's like a pod racing almost, but you're just flying down a freaking tube of ice. So, yeah, it's it's not like it's just an Olympic town. It's more like it's this little town that the Olympics just happen to be there. They're, mm-hmm. Like, it's pretty different.
0: That's cool. And thank you for mentioning pod racing because I'm pretty sure that somebody is listening to this right now going, what the hell are we listening? Like, this is an <laughs> Olympic Village podcast. Oh, but you got re- to relate it a little bit, you know? Come on. I, I like it. I like pulling it all together. Hey, Alfie uh our Star Wars encyclopedia is going to join us potentially at some point tonight if his uh, kids cooperate get it been there done that uh but we do have a really special guest with us tonight um backtrack many of you know a couple months ago we were at the ICCC not the iccc but the ICCC in Nashville had an amazing time got to meet some uh but more than just you know see some cool panelists and see some really cool merchandise one of our favorite parts was that we actually got to meet other Star Wars podcasters, uh, not just from the Midwest, not just from the East Coast, but from all across a different country. And, you know, we may be in different locations, but like you all listeners, we're united by our love of Star Wars. And one of the booths that was in the same vicinity as our booth uh, was a podcast called Rodian Radio, uh, and we got we're trying to remember how many hours we sat in that room and just watched people do podcasts, but it was a long time. And we got talking and uh got to know Chase over at Rodian Radio a little bit more. And uh, we're excited to have them on with us tonight. So, Chase, welcome, man. Glad to have you on the show with us. Uh, man, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing great. Uh, glad to be here. I know it, we've we've tried to schedule a few times, but uh, hey, we're here now. So Ready to talk some Star Wars news? We got a lot of stuff that we could talk about since Kenobi's wrapped up and uh, got some Bad Batch. Unfortunately, delayed scheduling for Bad Batch season two, which that's probably what I was most excited for. But there's my kid. I don't know. If but uh, hey man, yeah, I'm doing you're, good.
0: you're safe among friends here, man. That's it. like two, three weeks ago. I was telling you before. I tried to host a show, and about fifteen minutes before, I texted the guys. I said, "There is no way." this is happening. These, uh, these little Hellions where there's, there's no way, but I will tell crazy. you, he's
2: a huge Star Wars fan. He loves Grogu.
0: Come on, man. Come on. Well, Chase, tell us a little bit. So first of all, where are you located out of right now? I am from Alabama.
2: So down South.
0: Wow. So Northern or Southern. I, and I asked that, I was down in Birmingham uh, about a, about a month and a half ago. And I was down there and somebody made the distinction that there's a difference between Southern Alabama and Northern Alabama. There's a big difference.
2: Um, I am North Alabama. North Alabama. Uh, there's a big difference. North Alabama is your, your. I guess you could say stereotypical Alabama. South Alabama is more your uh, party college kids, Bob.
0: Gotcha, okay, man. Well, good to know. So, okay, for as much time as we've spent together, I know very little about the upstart of Rodian radio. How'd you get started? You co-host, uh, with another friend of yours from California, correct?
2: Yeah, Danny, he's, uh, he's my co-host. Uh, he, he wasn't able to make it tonight, but we, uh, we're both tourist photographers and that's actually how we met it was over Instagram, uh, just seeing each other's photos and getting the talking. And now we've been doing Rodian radio for over a year, uh, together. So it all started, uh with uh me listening to star wars podcast and me wanting to you know I, I don't where i'm from i don't really have a lot of, of friends that i grew up with that like star wars so i never had people to talk to about star wars um so i just you know wanted to create my own podcast and share my thoughts with the other star wars community and you know just have like a big platform to just vent of the good, bad, and ugly of Star Wars, and Rodians are actually my favorite species in Star Wars, so hence the name Rodian Radio.
0: Well, so that was going to lead me into my next question. And D-Doc, jump in, jump in here if you have stuff that you can think of that that you want to ask. But um, you know, I, I want to ask about Rodian because you know I think that was one of the things that caught my eye when we first walked in there. You had well, there were a lot of really interesting podcast names. Um, I don't know if we'll get sued if we. List them, but I don't think we will because I think everybody's trying to get their podcasts out for somebody to hear. But like Headless Ned Stark, uh, you know, all all kinds of cool cool ones. Like that Rodian Radio was definitely one of them. Um, I'm gonna ask about Rodian, but what I want to know first, Chase, is just tell us about your first intro to Star Wars. How did you How'd you come into Star Wars? How'd you fall in love with it, and how'd you get to where you are today with it?
2: Well, for me, when I was two years old. For Christmas, I got this was back at the time when uh, this is before Attack of the Clones come out. So the action figures were the small uh, three and three quarter figures from the Phantom Menace line with the Darth Maul packaging and all that sort of stuff. And this was uh, pre-Attack of the Clones, but it was when the action figures were being released. So we had the Attack of the Clones and Phantom Menace packaging for those figures. Um, That's been nearly 25 years ago. Um, but for Christmas, I got a huge, like a two foot tall Christmas bag of nothing but action figures. And so that sort of kickstarted my love for Star Wars. And ever since then, I've been collecting Star Wars. So I've been collecting for over 22 years.
0: Man, come on. That's amazing. So that That's how I got
2: started in the Star Wars. And, and if I hadn't got that Christmas present that day, I probably wouldn't be sitting here right now.
0: Wow. Come on, man, just started started to love and, and got you going. So, okay, so now you got to explain it to me. Uh, of the litany of Star Wars characters that exist, um, how, how did Rodians become your favorite species character? I'm assuming Greedo is your favorite Rodian?
2: Yes, Greedo is my favorite Rodian. I mean, I love the Hammerheads. I love the Snaggletooth, I love the Ponda Babas, the Tibs, all that stuff. But when you see a Rodian, a Rodian just... It's like a sore thumb. It sticks out in every scene it's in. Uh, even the Clone Wars. If you watch some of the Clone Wars or the Bad Batch, you see a Rodian in the background. It's the first thing your eye goes to, over over a Jawa or a tuscan and uh, and I just love the concept of Greedo's outfit, like the the turquoise pants, the brown vest, and you gotta love the language that they speak, man. The Rodian, the the sound of their voice. They're just fascinating to me. George Lucas is such a an amazing creator.
0: Yeah, for real. Well, okay. So I'm I'm curious then, with Greedo being one of your favorite characters in Star Wars, we've we've probably talked about this at nauseum on this show to a degree. So if you're listening and you're like, "Man, I can't believe they're bringing this up again," you can just suck it and get over it because we're gonna talk about it again. Uh, but but really, D Doc, did I just tell our listeners to suck it? I apologize to everybody out there for it's been a long day, y'all. Uh, you know what? So so so, Chase, very first intro to Greedo. He gets blown away by Han Solo. Help me understand your emotions regarding that scene. And although we have it from George Lucas's mouth, who shot first? Well, Han only shot. I like it. Han
2: only shot. But I do like to, I'm the type of person that likes to, uh, because the Star Wars fan base now it's so divided and it's just full of uh, micro fans is what I call them. It's just people who just nitpick everything out of Star Wars, whether it's good or bad. But if if you if you watch that scene, the McClunky that came out of it, out of the new re-release that they did for uh, right before the Phantom Menace came out on Disney Plus, they've got the special edition which is it's got McClunky in it, which the original didn't. And I don't know why, but McClunky has turned into such a controversy through the Star Wars fan base, and I have no idea why. But if you translate that in Rodian, it means this is the end for you, which it fits that scene pretty well. But as you said, who shot first? Han only shot in the original version. But in the new special edition, they both shoot at the same time, but Greedo misses.
0: That's a pretty bad shot to miss from that close, that close proximity. Um, and also, what a convenient translation of, you can't understand another word he says, McClunky has very clearly said, and oh, it just so happens that that means this is the end for you. What but, is he, and, Skywalker? Sebulba, what is this?
2: Like, well, Sebulba says it uh, in the pod racing when his pod racer explodes. Yeah, he he, or or in one scene in the Phantom Menace, oh, wow. Boba says it, and then uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, it was said in the book of Boba Fett. So mm. it, it's uh, yes, it was. No, it was Mando season two, the post credit scene where Boba kills Bib Fortuna. Bib Fortuna says McClunky.
0: That's right. Now that you say that, wow. Okay, I stand corrected. Apparently, it's used more than one time in uh, in Star Wars canon. And so we have it there. Um, uh, we got a bunch of different questions that we ask uh, guests when they come on. Uh, D-Doc, what, what do you got, man?
1: Well, I'm just thinking of the word McClunky now because I just always look at his mouth moving and just figure that he's talking a ton of crap to Han Solo. He just <laughs> says, I'm done with this crap and just shoots him, you know, so. That's pretty much what he says. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's so questions from Rule of the Galaxy podcast. Uh now, what is your favorite lightsaber hilt? That is one that we always get into on Rule the lightsaber. And I we we usually save it to the end, but I'm just I'm just asking. Bring it D I like it. Get
2: well, right to it. I've I've always been a fan of Revenge of the Sith Kenobi's saber. Um, I've always been a fan of the uh the design of it and Luke's saber from Return of the Jedi. But uh I would have to go with Luke's for right now, but I do have this dark saber here. That's pretty sweet. And it does have the attachable blade.
0: Now for our viewers who are watching on YouTube, YouTube, man, that thing is sharp. Tell us about this. You just got this, right?
2: I did. I just got this about a month ago at a galaxy's edge in Florida. Um, it was real cool. it was so crowded, though. But if if I know it's it's it revolves around the sequels. But if you're a Star Wars fan, I don't like the sequels, and I and I don't want to bring up that conversation.
0: Oh, but, we're going there tonight, Chase. Just okay. You said all, that right, then, all right, good. good.
2: On, Thunderdome style. Okay, so I hate the sequels. They were garbage movies. They're fun to watch. <laughs> They're fun to watch, but they're garbage movies and they make no sense. Like they, all they're trying to do is re-release the original trilogy in a new way. But if you go to Galaxy's Edge, it revolves around the sequels. But as a Star Wars fan, I definitely recommend going at least once because it's it's so neat. You get to walk through uh, Batu, which to me, it feels kind of like an uh, outskirts tattooing to me. Uh, but there's a cantina there you get to see the falcon you can see all the all the artwork and uh, sort of villages and and structure that is in star wars but the lightsaber shop we had to stand in line for probably 45 minutes just to get a lightsaber and uh so i wasn't going home empty handed i ended up buying three so wow and they're they're very relatively cheap they're about 100 to 150 each mm-hmm. so but they all come with the case they all come with uh detachable blades uh they're they're very cool The but probably the coolest thing to me though was getting to eat the food that was there because it's all star wars related food even though it's you know food it's regular food it's just made to look different it's got different names but the food was probably the best part and uh, they had these souvenir stands that you get coca-colas out of that look like thermal detonators
0: that's pretty yeah. cool.
2: So I brought one of those home and the blue milk, it was fun trying blue milk, although I make my own homemade blue milk, which is better than what they had. Theirs is more of like a tropical, tropical drink, but the original trilogy, New Hope, Blue Milk is just sugar milk. It's just blue colored sugar milk.
0: I, don't know. I, know yeah,
1: I I want to say uh, I recently went to Galaxy's Edge and I I just had an episode pretty recently where I hosted um <clears throat> uh Jake James Luga where he had went and we went in depth and I uh I really enjoy it myself too. And I'm not like a big uh sequel trilogy uh thumper myself, but like when you're in that world there and you kind of get lost in it, me personally, it's like you really it just, just feels- feel like you are in it. It just feels like Star Wars yeah exactly and it's like yeah you you know you see a stormtrooper walking by and it happens to be first order it's like it really doesn't even matter to you honestly i will say
2: i will say me and my buddy went and when we went to get our lightsabers he asked if they had han solo's for sale and the lady said that's not a part of this universe which kind of rubbed me the wrong way i'm like but it is whether it's sequels or not, it's the same
1: universe. Yeah, and the um, dice—the dice are in the sequel. Yeah, oh yeah. man, yeah.
0: they're hanging from the thing, from the Falcon's yeah. cockpit. What do you mean they're not? For, oh yeah, that would frustrate me too. I—that would be. Uh, I—I've told the story before. Of, I won't tell it again. But man, that those kind of incongruities—they those drive me nuts. And it's good. Okay, so we got another one that we ask people when they come on. Um, of all the movies. Which is the one you you go back to over and over and over and over again?
2: Return of the Jedi. Return
0: of the Jedi. Why, why Jedi?
2: Jedi was probably the one that I'm most attached to because it 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 I seen it at the time when I was able to understand what I was watching. Um. Out outside of uh, the prequels, which where I grew up with the original trilogy, is always going to be my favorite, but. Return of the Jedi, we got Luke as a Jedi, we got Vader showdown, you got the Emperor, first time we see scout troopers, you got Ewoks, uh, Jabba's Palace, uh, Boba Fett, just, it's all nostalgic for me, but it's my favorite movie, and I know a lot of people give it crap because of the Ewoks, but I have no problem with the Ewoks, I'm like, it's Star Wars, it works.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got a, I got a buddy, Chase, that he, he uh, I know him through the church that I go to, and he says, uh the his you know, Dr. Kyle, and he says the only good ewok is a dead ewok. Uh and i, I give him crap for that all the time, but it broke my awesome. heart.
2: It broke my heart seeing the ewok that died and then the other ewok kind of like try to wake him up.
0: <laughs> yep, he was dead, he ain't getting up, he's 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 gone. Uh man, that's awesome, Chase. Well, Chase, we'll 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 keep talking a little bit more and uh, get to know some more. So I'm sure being a podcaster, your takes will come up even as we jump into some stuff, but um, I would love to jump into some just news that's happened in the last couple of weeks and uh, just kind of, there, there's plenty of stuff to talk about um, throughout. And I want to start with one of the ones that you mentioned, and this is where I'm going to need to be brought up to speed a little bit, but you were mentioning uh, the uh, bad batch delays that have happened yet again. Um, for those that are at home that don't know about this, DDOC, Chase, tell us about what's going on and and what the heck is happening with the Bad Batch right now. Uh,
1: All I know is that I saw a post that it was on Disney Plus's September schedule and now it's just no longer there. There's been no talk of it or anything. It's just no longer there. And Chase might know more than me on that, but I just know that it kind of did a little disappearing act from the schedule.
2: So for me, I feel like Mm you know a few days ago we got that announcement that the uh the behind the scenes kenobi thing is coming september 8th which is disney plus day my predictions for that is there that's the time i don't see why they would schedule a behind the scenes footage for no reason i feel like they're going to announce a season two with that behind the scenes footage Hmm. but with them Taking Bad Batch season two and delaying it, but we're still getting Andor around the same time. It makes me wonder if they've got a secret project that they're announcing to take place after Andor, and that's why they've pushed Bad Batch.
0: Because Bad Batch and
2: Andor post a premiere about the same week.
0: Interesting. Hmm. I don't think I. I don't think I knew that. That'd be because Andor is September twenty first. That's correct. I believe
2: so, yes. We get the first three Which got pushed back because
0: it was going to be August 31st.
2: And, yeah, Bad Bash was supposed to release first. So I I speculate there's some sort of secret project that they're they're just going to, like, shove in there real quick and then pick up with Andor. Uh, Who knows? It might be some short. It might be, like, the droids thing that they've been working on.
0: Interesting. Chase, you said that that was the one that you're the most excited for. Tell us about, about that. Why, why of all the projects that are coming up, Bad Batch Season 2 is the one that's got you most hype.
2: Clone Wars, man. It's all nostalgic for me. I believe Season 2 of the Bad Batch is going to be almost as good as Clone Wars Season 7.
0: Wow. That's a, that's a big prediction.
2: I, I feel like it's going to be right there on the same vibe. Bad Batch Season 1 was good, but it left a lot of unanswered questions and a lot of plot holes and story arcs that they didn't really explain but with season two Dave Filoni is a genius man if Dave Filoni has anything to do with season two we're going to see cameos like crazy uh Mace Windu we're going to see more of the rebels and you know Dave Filoni likes to tie everything together in very clever ways and uh I that's the one I'm most excited for because you can do more with animation than you can do with live action
0: Hmm. Yeah, I get that. I, I, I'm excited for it in the sense that, I, to your point, if they left a lot of questions unanswered, I feel like they were they were working towards connecting the prequels with the sequels, with that whole cloning, uh, you know, they, the amount of times they went back to, well, you know, we're stealing away the Kaminoans to, you know, work on the cloning more, and they just kind of left it ambiguous and didn't really answer any of that. To me, you know, Joe on the show has always talked about how Could there be an animated show in between the original trilogy and the sequels that would kind of tie together, um, you know, and make the sequels better? Kind of like how Clone Wars, when it first started, you know, was was a good show. But then it became awesome when it helped connect the dots between different parts of the timeline. Could there be something and could this be this cloning thing be the start of them kind of gearing up for something like that?
2: Well, I will tell you, I have my own. There, there's a 30-year gap from Jedi to Force Awakens. There's a ton of story there that nobody really knows outside of the Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett stories. This is a perfect opportunity for Dave Filoni and John Favreau to put their heads together and say, hey, look, we've already got Luke. We've got the technology to do Luke. We had Luke in multiple episodes of live action. We've, we've got all the stuff here. I don't see why they would set up in that episode of the Book of Boba Fett, Luke starting his school just for them to introduce it and then not mention it. This is a perfect opportunity for them to tie in Luke's beginning school and introduce young Kylo, maybe a CGI Han, Leia, a Chewie. Uh, In in that 30-year time jump, there's a lot of story there to tell plus we have the ahsoka series my predictions for the ahsoka series is we're going to see reva become like a gray jedi and we're going to see ahsoka meet back up with luke and it explore more of luke's school i feel like that would be the great way to go about this time period that they're in but then again it's disney Disney likes, if Disney was smart, they would realize their money is in the prequel trilogy right now, because people who grew up with the prequels are the same age of people who grew up with the original trilogy when the prequels came out.
0: Yeah, that's not, you're not, you're not wrong on that. So, okay. You mentioned I'm going to switch gears a little bit. You were talking, you know, book Boba a second ago, article came out not, not too long ago where they were interviewing uh fennec shan ming ming nguyen ming Wen. they were interviewing her and she said you know i don't know if it's happening yeah that's nice look at that we got the black series fennec shan you can see it yeah
2: uh, here's my other boba fett oh you know
0: they yeah, are nice. right
2: there beautiful now this boba fett figure was absolute trash i'm just gonna be honest black series dropped the ball on this figure
0: tell us more. But- why
2: but I took all of his, his skirt and replaced it with cloth and gave him Tatooine sand dusting. Uh, you can't really see it through the package, but I'll try to do the best I can. There you go. There's a wow. little better shot. Man, that's pretty like cool. It. So, yeah, they look great together.
0: So she came out and she said, you know... She wants season two of Boba. She'd be thrilled to come back, play it. But they said something to the effect of, you know, it's closed lip about what's actually going to happen. It raised a question in me. She goes, you know, I would want to do Boba season two. I'm curious after watching Book of Boba Fett. Again, we, we somebody on this show said before, you know, the Star Wars we have is better than the Star Wars we don't have. So don't get picky when they when they send it out. Take that sentiment, compartmentalize that for a second do you think that would be something worth like of all the stories that we could tell, would you want to see a book of Boba season two?
2: Book of Boba. Uh, I enjoyed the season. I actually liked it a lot better than Mandalorian. And I know a lot of people's blood pressure just skyrocketed from saying <laughs> that, but Boba Fett is literally like my all time favorite Star Wars character. Uh, no, I don't want to see a book of Boba Fett season two, but I'll, i'm not done seeing boba fett if that makes sense i feel like boba fett is that type of character where the less you know the better character he is and i get where they were going with the book of boba fett but you could tell that they didn't know exactly where they wanted to put boba like the whole rainbow power ranger skittle biker gang like that made no sense (laughs) we barely got any chrysanthemum uh, you know it was a perfect opportunity for them to bring back flashbacks of empire boba because we, we didn't right. get any empire boba uh, i get where they were going but i feel like they need to leave him alone in his own series and just keep him as a cameo character like they did with mando season two
0: hmm. doc, what do you think
1: i honestly think <clears throat> when it comes to the uh when it comes to the, we're, we're getting Star Wars, so we should be happy kind of thing. I felt like that for a while, but honestly, it's like, I'm a fan of a lot of other things and we're getting a lot more Star Wars than a lot of the other things I'm fans, a fan of right now, I feel like. So mm. it's like, there's good, there's good writers out there. There's a ton of good shows. It's like, I mean, I would like to see a second season of Book of Boba Fett, but the problem is, is they're probably like... There, I guarantee that there's people at Disney who maybe didn't like the way that the series went and would feel bad if they if they came back with the season two and said, uh, yeah, we're going to get a different director. Yeah, we're going to get a different writer or whatever, because the tone's already been set for that season one. So right. I, I, I did. I, I'll say like looking back on Book of Boba Fett, there's a lot of great moments that I did enjoy as that show's gotten further away. I haven't watched it recently, but I look back on, it, I'm like, that was a damn good show and it was fun how it tied into Mandalorian. Um, I don't know, we'll, we'll, we'll see, I guess. But I mean, to me, I'm getting to the point where I think it's okay to be a little bit critical with this stuff because it's like, we're, we are getting a decent amount. We're getting a decent amount of content now, you know? And I guess things can get a little washed down when you're getting more, you know? You might, you, everything might not be that banger that you're looking for. But uh, I don't know. I, I, I've, I've been getting a little more critical of Star Wars lately. I used to not be critical of it all, kind of. And I don't know. Sometimes I'm watching like, yeah, I wish this didn't happen. You know, like, right. I don't know.
0: I get that. You know what? When, when I read that, I went and found that article when Joe sent it, or I clicked on it read through it. I had this weird check of, I don't know if I want that. And the more I dug into, I thought, I do want it if... Uh, we don't try to make him the good guy of the story. You know what I'm saying? Like, I felt like everything in season one had a little bit of a twinge of this weird, like, uh, you know, redemptive arc. And part of me is like, just let the dude be bad and let him go, you know, like when he did the whole, you know, Jabba ruled through fear, I plan to rule through respect. A little part of me was like, no, I want you to rule through fear. That's kind of like, I want a, uh, I want a, Star Wars Godfather, you know, kind of like that's, uh, I would love to see it if it, if it kind of went to that. And I don't know. I thought, I felt like the book of Boba on its own was so good, but it felt like it was a, okay, we finished the Mandalorian. We got to keep the hype going. This was such a great character reaction when we brought him in for, um, the Mandalorian. Let's see where this goes. Kind of do your point. Chase. we didn't really know where to land the plane. So again, if it's Star Wars, I'm gonna watch it. There's a very high chance. Even the Lego Star Wars Vacation, right? I'm watching that. Was that. Is it that was great. It's Star Wars. I'll watch it. It's on. That it was great. My two year old loved it. He thought it was great.
2: It was great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When you see Boba Fett come in with Slave One, the Book of Boba Fett theme song starts playing. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah.
0: But I look at yeah. it
2: as it's called the Book of Boba Fett. So it's like you're, you know, you're watching a book. That's how I look at it.
1: Speaking of uh, the Lego as well, they did show Luke's uh, training academy and that a decent amount as well. Back to that uh, Luke Skywalker training academy, dropping off a little Kylo at a uh, summer camp with Uncle Luke, you know? <laughs> you know what? I watched it with I've my been, kid too.
0: <laughs> I've been really happy with, like they did the Christmas special one and I thought that was so much fun. It was uh, great. That, the Halloween one that they did. And what I like is I feel like they, they do such a great job of poking the things that they know, all of fan culture is poking it's because um, it's
2: not canon that's why they do yeah
0: it. but it's still to me I go but I love it, it fun. it's funny
2: the the best part in the Christmas one is when all three Kenobis meet each other
0: yeah and all like <laughs> hello there so good so good speaking of Obi-Wan Obi-Wan behind the scenes kind of the making of September 8th coming out D-Doc I know you've talked a ton about uh the volume and talked about you know your love hate relationship with the volume and let's get back to you know actually filming outdoors which we will talk and or because i want to talk about that we get some stuff to talk when it comes to that i'm curious for you though um what are you excited to see how they did what are the things that you're like man i don't really care like like when it comes to this september 8th one what are you excited for and what are you just meh
1: uh for this i'm not looking forward to it because i've already seen the photo of anakin wearing his revenge of the uh sith outfit in it where they totally cover it up with a cloak and you only see like half of his face and i'm like i i said it in the group text i think i'm gonna see stuff that like is was either dropped or whatever and i'm just gonna be like i wish they did that in this show like there's there's uh, <clears throat> I, and, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not a hater or anything. But as Kenobi's gone on and I've thought about it more and I've thought about some of the other shows outside of Star Wars that I've watched since then, I can't help but to feel like I wish that I enjoyed Kenobi more than I did, honestly. And yeah. maybe maybe that's just me. I'm not putting that on anybody else. It might just be my own my own feelings towards it. But I mean, there's things I wish they did. But I'm still very excited to see. You um, and McGregor in the, in, the, in uh, behind the scenes and the two of them interacting with each other and what went into it. I mean, I still have a ton of respect for the people who made the show and everything. So I'm, I am excited to see that part of it.
0: Yeah. Chase, what about you, man?
1: Well, all I can say, if, if I was in
2: control, uh, it would have been fan service nonstop. We would have had Darth Maul, we'd have had Vader. I was going to say, wait a
0: minute. It, so it wasn't fan service. Oh no,
2: it it was, but not to the extent to where i would call it fan service the whole vader the 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 season finale the whole vader obi-wan you know twilight of apprentice 2.0 kind of deal that was fan service and that was great but there there's simple things i thought the show was amazing i really enjoyed the show i really enjoyed seeing uh ewan and hayden come back and do their parts especially the flashback scenes with the training sequence that was just beautiful but I would have threw in fan service after fan service after fan service in a show like Kenobi. I would have mm-hmm. had clones. I would have had Cody, would have had Yoda, Mace Windu, flashbacks, all that sort of stuff.
0: <laughs> so just throw the whole kitchen sink. Yes. Of fan I, w- I, w- I would have threw
2: all the prequel movies into this season. I see whether it be yeah. flashbacks or force goes talking with Kenobi, just something.
0: Yeah. You know, the only, the only thing that I'm excited about really, really in seeing this that I feel like they've done a good job with, uh, all the making of, you know, kind of stuff they've done. I, I love, and I really, at some point we got to go back and we got to talk about it. Cause I, I didn't get a chance to talk about it. I don't think, but the, um, the, I, the ILM, uh, documentary that they made was one of the most amazing, cool, fascinating things I'd ever seen. Uh, not just for Star Wars, but how they just advanced technology of movie making. And when you sit back and you go, holy crap, every movie I love has basically come through ILM in some capacity. And so I I, I, I nerd out really hard about the advancements of technology. I thought the Mandalorian one where they explained the volume, uh, it like invigorated something in me of like, wow, that is the coolest thing. Not just the volume, but cool that there was somebody that went, there's a better way that we can do this. And what if we did it? So much so that I was, uh, I think I talked about this at one point, but I watched uh, the Robert Pattinson, the Batman that came out. And I was sitting there going, this is visually one of the most beautiful movies I've seen in a long time. I bet you they use the volume on this. And then I Googled and sure enough, they shot almost that whole movie in the volume and there's like an HBO behind the scenes, how they did it. And for me, that is where I just like, I love star Wars when it's pushing the edge of like creating new technology. Now I'm not assuming that that will be here in Obi-Wan, but I also love, uh, just seeing how they reinvent things and think of different things. And there's a part of me that dies a little bit inside. Cause I'm like, Oh, it's not real. And you made this in a soundstage somewhere in Southern California, but at the same point, I, I love it, and I think it'll be cool. So Disney Plus Day is September 8th. Yes. And the now, only now
2: with I, Now with Andor, I don't think they used the volume too much because that one was shot overseas. It was not in the United States.
0: Which is a great segue into what I want to spend some time talking about today. Uh, Andor, we are, man, when we're shooting this, we're we're a little less than a month out from Andor coming- back when they announced all these shows uh true confession it was one of the ones i saw that i went what like i, I don't know movie. you know like whatever and brent dykeman who's one of our co-hosts on here brent hope you're doing well man hope you're hope you and your family are doing well um when you mentioned that uh look at me when you like he's sitting here with us when he mentioned that uh he said i'm most excited about this because of the new characters i will say this the closer we've got to andor the more the excitement is growing in me. And that trailer that the trailers that we've gotten so far have looked just simply stunning. And I wonder how much of that is because we're on location actually shooting things like how we did it back before we got too fancy and got it. To into me, barnyard.
2: this series looks like it was shot the same way Rogue One was shot.
0: Yeah. And D Doc, that gets you excited too, because I remember you talking about getting back out i know you've talked about it at nauseam on here too but getting back out into the real world and filming yeah,
1: yeah i'm i'm really excited <clears throat> i have a bubble in my throat i'm really excited for it myself i mean i'm actually going to uh, see rogue one on saturday with my uh little guy which hopefully it's not too painful uh, for him to see i'm kind of <laughs> like i told i actually told him tonight and this is like this is still on the topic but i uh he's never been to the movie theater to see a Star Wars movie. Rogue cool. One is coming out in IMAX and I'm like I can't pass up the opportunity to take him to see a Star Wars movie in the movie theater because when are we getting another Star Wars movie in the movie theater which they're also showing an exclusive section of Andor apparently either before or after the film really? which is pretty exciting. Yeah. So <clears throat> I was actually talking to him about it tonight and I'm just like, just so you know, like the movie we're going to go see, there's a lot of like explosions and fighting and stuff like that. Like he's almost six, but it's a little intense. It's not like, uh, you know, it's not like the original trilogy star Wars. This, there's a lot of uh, battles. in it. So he go, but he says to me, he's like, he's like, well, it's just a movie though. Right. And I'm like, yeah, he's like, but, He's like, that's not true with Star Wars because that's in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> and I was like, I was like I was like floored when he said that <clears throat> just because if me and him ever watch Star Wars, which I haven't, I don't feel like I've fully ever gotten that, like, let's watch Star Wars and he's fully sure, absorbed everything yet. He's, yeah, he's really close, but he always asks me to read the beginning to him the, the scroll mm. in the beginning and everything. So I'll say, you know, in a galaxy far, a long time ago in a galaxy, far, far away. So he's taking that quite literal. I'm just Man. worried about Borg gullet. I think he's going to be a little freaked out by Borg gullet.
0: <laughs> you know what? Sit close, get good snacks. That's where you introduce a new snack. And you go, oh hey, yeah, don't look at that. Just, just look at the, you know, look, Sour Patch Kids. Here you go, man. You got some.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm you know, gonna, I'm gonna blame Joe because yeah. Joe said he threw Joey into the fire, so that's what I'm doing with my little guy this weekend.
0: <laughs> Me too, man.
1: If you think Rogue One is extremely
2: explosive now, I don't know if y'all know this or not, but back when they were wanting to shoot that, the director that they had, I don't think was working out for him, so they got rid of him and they brought Gareth Edwards in. They told Gareth Edwards. I want a Star Wars war film. Yeah. Gareth Edwards made them a war film and they said, this is too much. So just imagine if we got an actual war film with Rogue One. If I'm not mistaken, I did see reports on the one that he created. It was borderline saving private run Star Wars war film.
0: Sheesh. I don't want that. I think,
2: I think Gareth Edwards was also part of Saving Private run too. If I'm not mistaken, I think he was had a hand in that movie too. So just imagine if we got a Saving Cassian Andor movie.
0: Gosh, I don't know, man. I think that's what I like about Star Wars. I, I think, you know, when I uh, one of the things I am excited about that article that just came out that said, you know, this is gonna feel like real life. Star Wars. What what I liked about Rogue One so much is I felt like it was it was kind of gritty, just from how they shot it to how it felt to like oh we're seeing a different side of even a darker side of the Empire that you've seen before. And the more I looked into it, I didn't realize the guy that is writing this, directing this, uh, or, or at least at least at the center of it, wrote all of the Born movies like the the Jason Bourne Matt Damon uh he wrote all four of those which are some of my favorites I I love those movies um and he wrote the movie Michael Clayton if you ever saw that with uh George Clooney which is another fantastic not not action movie but just from a straight up drama acting uh, just kind of dark kind of gritty kind of um there's a cynical side to the justice system and what's going like for me I, I'm so excited to see even the little soundbite in the trailer where he's explaining how you sneak into an Imperial facility. Like they don't ever expect you to do it because they're so fat and sassy sitting up somewhere. <laughs> he didn't say the word sassy, but you know, cause they're just fat sitting around. I I'm, I'm deeply excited for this and I hope it pays off. Um,
2: now back at the beginning of the year, I think, no, it was last year, the end of last year I said on our show, before we even got anything and or just the announcement, I said this is going to be the show out of all shows this upcoming year that will knock the socks off of everybody. And the reason I say that this is primetime Star Wars. They can introduce any character from the prequels or originals that they want to. This is a perfect storytelling moment. This takes place literally right after Revenge of the Sith. So you've got all these side stories that you can intertwine with this show. And I think it's a 16 episode, it might be a 16 or 18 episode series. Um, so they have plenty of wiggle room to put anything in here. We're going to see Vader. We're going to see uh, Tarkin. We're going to see Krennic. We're going to see uh, more death troopers. We're going to see
0: Saw Gerrera. So that makes me wonder if we're going to get a live action Bad Batch. Hmm. Well, you know what, what, what I'm actually, what I'm most excited for, and I think this is what, what got in my craw a little bit about Kenobi was I felt like, I felt like we went back to the well so much that like, I think you could have made Kenobi without using both Luke and Leia mm-hmm. in that. And it would have been just as good if not better, because again, you're living in a galaxy with trillions of other people that could be involved and that guy who is writing for this they asked him a question about fan service and he said this isn't fan service what we're going to do in this show this is like uh he the way he said it, there's no frosting it's all meat so the idea of of uh you know I, i'm hoping what that means is that the idea of like hey we we threw in this character just to kind of you know bring it all together and make, make fans go, Oh, I know who that is. Like, I actually hope to Brent's point that there is just a plethora of new and it just kind of throws you in, especially, um, you know, if you're not a huge star Wars person, then everybody's kind of coming in on the same ground of knowing now they'll do stuff. I'm sure. Like they did it in rogue one too, right. Where they did the fan service of, uh, was it the doctor and, uh, Mon
2: Mothma and Bill Organa.
0: Yeah. And when they're walking through the street and he bumps into the, the, uh, oh, yeah. You're talking about Dr. Evazon and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he runs into them and everybody goes, Oh, he doesn't like you. Yeah. I don't like you either.
2: That's pretty good.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited about it. And I hope in the coming weeks it just continues to build, um, build. Yeah. And
1: that's what, that's what Rogue One was to me is like, and honestly, it's like if I had, if I have any friends who are, I'm trying to get back into star Wars because like all these people who I know who maybe have just watched the original trilogy or whatever. And I always am just trying to push people to watch more star Wars and not try to be too annoying about it. I'll just be like, watch rogue one, watch yeah. rogue one, start there. Um, they're like, Oh, well, do, do I need to watch the pre?" I'm like, just watch rogue one. And, and tell me how you feel about that movie. And it's like, you're going to walk out of that film with chills when you see the final scene of that movie, because <clears throat> To me, it was like, and, and I think it's exactly what Andor is doing to us right now, is Rogue One was a Star Wars movie that's coming out. And you're like, all right, I'm going to go see it. And you're not then you went, and saw, yeah, yeah, you went yeah. and saw it and you walked out the theater just like, yo, that was wild. Uh, Did that wild. happen?
0: Yeah. Well, and, and I also feel like, unless you're Alfie, I went into Rogue One, not really, like I knew the concept of what it was about but I had no idea like how it would go, like what was gonna happen and what we were gonna see and what we were gonna do, or like what was gonna happen in it. So I was shocked watching this movie going, this is so freaking good. How did I not know that this was gonna be this good? And I feel still like Andor, it's it's not like, how do I say this? It's not like Obi-Wan where we at least had a, sem- like. Okay, we have the time frame and the perimeter of like where we know this is at, and something's gonna happen, and we're probably gonna see Inquisitors because we like this feels like it still has enough unknowns that they could do literally anything with it. There's and that not, to me, excites there's no me.
2: information about it. We have no That's idea it. what's coming. That's, That's why it. I said this is perfect prime time Star Wars.
0: Yeah, I agree, and and I think for storytelling purposes, you're right. I think it's I think it's yeah. killer. I'm, I'm gonna continue to try to have impeccable segues. Uh, and so speaking of storytelling, um, I don't know, Chase, if you're a star Wars book guy at all, I know that we've um, gotten somewhat. I, I know that we've gotten D doc into some of the books. That was one of my, you know, first loves in it. We got some announcements about a couple different books, um, recently, one of them that ties directly into, uh, this new, uh, Jedi fallen order, I guess, Jedi fallen order sure. survivor, you the, uh, it's called, uh, fallen order battle scars is it's coming and it's supposed to be a connector that's going to connect us from the last book into this new game that's coming up and i am here for it i think that could be uh, i have no clue what it's about no information it's coming uh april of no 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 march of 2023 is when they say it'll be do we have any do you guys know if we have a release date yet on that video game?
1: I could I could uh, look it up here real quick because I think they might have a date. Not so sure though.
0: Gotcha. I, but, I personally um, love when they do this crap. It gets me excited. And, and when they when they pay it off and they do it right, uh, I there were a couple of the Journey 2 books that I thought were amazing, which remind me, we're going to come back to that. But a couple of those books that filled in some of the gaps of what happened before you got there. And I'm sure the video game will be so good that you don't necessarily even need the book. Like you could play it and not need it, but I just feel like it enriches the experience when you know things that are going on. And I just think Cal Kestis is a badass character that I just want to see more of. Speaking of Cal
2: I'm Kestis, this is where I say the Ahsoka show has got potential to, because we're not, we haven't seen much, but I don't know if you've seen the leaked footage from Star Wars mm-hmm. Celebration for the trailer for Ahsoka, but mm-hmm. it's, got, uh, it's got clips of live action Hera Cindula. And we know Sabine's in it, so we're getting rebels. All right, that would be a perfect show for them to. We don't know the story or the or the or the direction that this is going, but I feel like this would be a great opportunity for a story to hunt down surviving Jedi.
0: Hmm.
2: This would be a great introduction for a live action Cal Kestis. Wow. And Cameron like Monaghan, to... I mean, I, I have no doubt he would say yes to that because he looks just like his character. I mean,
1: I just had a vision of, of that episode starting off almost like the Mando episode in Book of Boba Fett, where it's like it just starts you off like in a dark cave or something and you see a guy light a lightsaber and you just see BD-1 walking next to him. And we already saw like...
2: BD-1 in the Book of Boba Fett. That's not, yeah. I mean, how did BD-1 end up there?
1: Yeah. So you get that Cal the the episode just starts with like a, a twenty minute Cal Kestis story and Ahsoka like finds. I'd be fine it. with That'd that. Be dope. I'd that be would be really that. cool. And I, Nick, I, I did be. see um I did see that uh the they've teased that the uh, book might release around the same time as the game. So from Game oh, wow. Rant, it says March of twenty three. That's uh, Ahsoka
2: ah. comes out uh summer twenty twenty three. So it's all it's all right there together
0: all coming together i i would be pumped about that they're also coming out with an art of the fallen order uh survivor book I, i'm i'm saying this wrong it's just jedi, jedi, jedi is the second one yeah, yeah yeah but there's an art of book that's coming that i think For will fallen be cool order. i'm I, I like that stuff. I'll be totally honest. I'm not the guy that's ever going to go out and be like, you know what? I need to buy the art of book and have it in my house. I'm sure it's awesome. But I do get excited about more and more Star Wars stories that are connecting, especially I thought the extra characters of that game included and, uh, you know, introduced, I thought was so fun. And I'm excited to see where they continue with those characters. Chase, you mentioned the Ahsoka show uh, earlier. We did see the clip where we saw the live-action Hera and the live-action Sabine Wren. Uh, Natasha Lou Bordizo, did I say that right, mm-hmm. who is playing Sabine Wren. I didn't know her from very much, uh, but after looking her up, I think that she could be a fantastic cast as Sabine Wren. She's kind of got the look, kind of got the vibe, I think. And any, she, any she
2: was in... Uh...
0: It was some old school martial arts movie. I can't remember. The oh, name. it was a Netflix, a uh, crouching tiger.
2: Crouching tiger. Yes. That's it. Yep. Yeah. That's what she's in. So she's already got the uh, martial arts background. So that makes me wonder if we're going to see a little bit of action from Sabine.
0: Oh, I hope we do. You would, you would think that she was, she was awesome in rebels. So and she
2: is a Mandalorian and season three of Mando is all about Mandalore. So there's a bridge there that could connect.
0: Is Star Wars creating their own Infinity War Endgame yes. setup where they're gonna bring all these together? And yes. if so, uh I don't know if I'm here for that.
2: You know who the bit the Thanos is gonna be? Thrawn. Interesting. It's gonna be Thrawn.
0: Cause I would go the other way on that. And I would say I'm curious if the time that Ezra has been away with Thrawn has shifted something. And now we're going to see like what we saw in the book of Boba Fett, where you have this historically bad character who now is recasting canon as just this misunderstood guy who his Tuscan family was killed. And now he wants to make a new path. I'm tired of bounty hunting. And I want to come back and, you know, rule with justice on this totally unjust planet with unjust people who don't want.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Like a bentha.
0: Yeah. And, i don't know i don't know where i fall into it but i'm excited and i hope we get some more out of that uh we know thrawn
2: is coming i mean or they they wouldn't have dropped the name so we know thrawn is coming
0: which was freaking awesome by the way i was watching that with my dad in mandalorian season two when that came on he's not a star wars book guy He's, he's a star wars watcher he'll watch stuff with me but when they dropped that thrawn i about pooped my pants in the living room and my dad was like, what, what, who, who is it? And then I, we had to pause and I had to explain to it who him was. And then we went back and. To me, was. I
2: feel like Thrawn is the most sinister Imperial that there is. He's just got the sinister vibe about him more than Tarkin had. Um, I could see Thrawn trying to be like Moff Gideon. Uh, you know, they're all teacher pets to Palpatine. So I can see Theron trying to bring Palpatine back in a sense. And then that would tie in the sequels. Oh, that's how Palpatine somehow returned. Thank garbage. If we've
0: learned anything, anybody can come back at any time, at any moment. All you need is a floating uh, scroll in space to just explain that you've returned and and it can be be fixed. So, guys, I got two more things for our show. We've been going for a while, but I'm curious from you guys, um, any news pertinent topics you want to talk about tonight
1: Hmm. i'll let you go chase i'm thinking right now um
2: just the new black series stuff where hasbro is now canceling orders for figures oh um i i told danny we were talking about this and he's like what do you think about this i said i'll tell you what's going to happen these figures are going to instantly skyrocket in price and two days later crosshair and hunter which are two figures that they canceled creators for are now over a hundred dollars retail price
0: good yep. gracious man. we
1: had the uh joe actually pre-ordered because i don't have a captain rex uh black series and joe had uh asked us hey you guys want captain rex and i think me and alfie were just like absolutely i would love to have a captain rex black series and then i saw a post uh, hey captain rex uh those black series from entertainment or uh yeah entertainment earth right they were just like, yeah, that's uh, those were canceled by Hasbro, and I sent it to Joe. I was like, hey, are these the ones you pre-ordered for us? And he was just like, oh my god. Yep, they're canceled. Uh, it's, it's Captain Rex.
2: it's the Bad Batch, it's Ventures, Ventress, uh, it's like all the recent reveals. Yeah. That, and the problem with Hasbro is they can't, can't keep up with pre-orders. They don't, they don't have enough production to keep up with pre-orders. you think they would learn their lesson by now, but I mean, me and Danny's been saying it for months on the show. Hasbro's about to hit their limit
1: hmm.
2: with Star Wars.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I, while while you while you're, we're on the topic of black series, I want to ask you what you think about the new uh, boxes that they're going to be putting them out in. Because I, I hate I'm, the idea. I, I'm not a fan of it at all. It really upsets me, honestly. I hate
2: so. the idea. The main problem I have with that is you're going to have these people who come in the stores and swap figures and take that figure out of the box and put another figure in the box. So you're not knowing what you're getting until you buy it.
1: Is this
0: yeah. because they're removing plastic from? Yes. Yeah. No okay. I saw that. All from
1: the company that makes a living off of making plastic toys. <laughs> the toys are made out of plastic. I mean,
0: I hate There's it. A... I don't
2: understand them.
0: So there's if I'm hearing way... you right, because I just ahead, don't man. understand, if I'm hearing you right, they're going to encase these. So you literally can't see it until you buy it. Exactly. Yep. Just a
1: oh.
0: picture of the figure on the box. Yeah, that's uh, that's risky. I said in the group chat this week that if I paid that for an action figure and I brought it home, even if it was the right one, I'm pretty sure my wife would slit my throat with the credit card. Uh, <laughs> put me on. So that's
2: me- another problem that I've got with Hasbro right now. All of their normal figures, not even deluxe, are now deluxe prices. and their deluxe figures are double in price what they should be.
0: And, and the deluxe is like. Hey, we added
2: like this, this, this Cobb Vant is a deluxe. And he comes with two guns, a jetpack, and a helmet. You know what this Boba Fett comes with? The exact same thing.
0: Interesting. But one's yep. deluxe and one's not.
1: Yeah, my uh my um Wrecker uh, figure was considered deluxe, and that that actually went on clearance. I was lucky enough to snag that for like 18 bucks. But I mean Wrecker, all he has is his <clears throat> his little yeah, backpack and his helmet and the blaster so mm-hmm. it's like even you know they're they'll they'll sell something with a blaster and like a little tiny accessory and be like it's deluxe because it comes with the <laughs> accessory you know deluxe is getting uh deluxe is getting beaten down deluxe does not mean deluxe yeah.
0: anymore <laughs> <laughs> We're, it's inflation it's watering down all of all of what deluxe is yeah. but at oh, least god.
1: Lego told you. At least Lego told you, hey, we're just raising our prices because of uh, whatever, which their prices raised astronomically. Which Legos is are outrageous. Me.
2: I don't even yeah. collect them anymore. I can't afford them.
1: Yeah. They they boosted sets like the. Um, you might not be able to see it, but I have the Darth Vader helmet up in the uh, corner over here, and I got that for I want to say fifty-five or sixty dollars. I saw it for eighty dollars the other day. I'm just like, oh my god! Thank God I got it when I did. But um, yeah, the problem with Black Series switching to these cardboard figures is someone could buy it, and if they're good at, you know, getting that tape off, they could get it, take the figure out, put a different figure or, or nothing inside of it, to, and and return it to the store and just be like, oh, this isn't what I meant to buy. You get your money back for it, and there's no way of telling what's inside of it. You could put a you could put a rock inside of it if you really wanted to, and and then someone might be the poor soul who goes and buys it and opens it up and has whatever i mean you need at least a little small window like you, you don't need to just go zero yeah. window at all like and that's another give thing. me at least some visual
2: for inbox collectors as you can see you know i keep my figures in the box what's the yeah. point i mean that's no different than a poster on the wall in my it's
0: almost no different than not buying it yeah because you yeah, can't you can see it, it you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, at that point, <laughs> I'll just look at it on my computer, man. Like, you know, like I, I can't see it anyway. And true or false, the, the may, maybe what may stop that though is the draw is that they remain in the box, right? Mm-hmm. But it yeah, seems it's like really... it's like chicken in the egg.
1: Yeah, it, it's gonna. It's. I just hope that whatever happens on the market really just gets them to just be like, we need to do something where you can see they need to something. lose the license. Yeah.
2: Because they're not having any problems with Marvel or uh uh G.I. Joe. I mean, those mm-hmm. figures are pumping out left and right. Is that a demand yeah.
0: thing though? Like are people busting down the door for Marvel? Uh,
1: people collect those. People are, yeah.
0: Really? Okay. I just am out of the toy world, so I don't know uh I can't afford it. So uh
1: Yeah. And I I see like McFarland will pump out uh, figures with like McFarland has the DC, um, you know, IP and everything. And they they'll do like the Witcher and some other things like that. But like there's other companies out there that are putting out figures with like incredible boxes. Like I'll I'll, I'll tell you one thing, the horror figures, like I'm not a horror movie guy at all. Yeah. They put out some incredible stuff where it's like, they'll do like terminator or it or um you know jason halloween stuff like that where i'm looking at these figures just like stocked up and i'm just like i wish this company was doing star wars because and they've they're... got it
2: figured out too their boxes they got the, the, the they got the no bubble boxes but they've got the velcro strap where you can open it up to actually see the figure so it, you got mm-hmm. the best
1: in both worlds yep mm-hmm. So. Trust me. Yeah. It, it, it really, it, it upsets me. I mean, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens, but uh, it definitely upsets me.
0: Yeah. Before you know it, D-Doc's back shelf, it's just going to be a wall of black boxes. You won't even be able to see what it is. It's just, <laughs> I don't,
1: I, I I've, I've seen it. I've seen it with Marvel. I've seen some of them already with Marvel and I look at the box. I'm just like, and, and the prices, I haven't bought a black series figures for a little bit right now because I'm looking for them to go on sale because I'm like, I, I can't, like, I love the, um, oh, my God, I'm, like, blanking on his name right now. I can't even think of it, but uh, I can't even believe I'm blanking on his name because we've talked about him multiple times in this episode from uh, Rogue One and uh, Clone Wars and everything. Forrest yeah. Whitaker. And,
0: oh, oh, Saul Guerrero. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, Saul Guerrero. I, I can't believe I just blanked on Saul Guerrero, but um, his figure is incredible to me. I, I love it. I, I saw it in the store. It's $31, and I'm just like, Oof. I, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm like, if I'm going to spend 31, I'm going to save that up and put it towards like the Lego ATT, which is going to be like $150. It's hard to collect right now, man. <laughs> it's <Right>. hard. <laughs> it's hard out there.
0: It's crazy. Well, hey, let me give you one more topic tonight. And I figured we'd end on this one. Uh, happened this last week. John Boyega comes out in an interview or wherever it was saying that he has no interest in being in star Wars again. And.
2: Can't blame it.
0: I, that was literally where my head was chase of like the, the first thing I read it, I was like, yeah, duh. Like, (laughs) and, and the other thing that it made me do was it made me deeply sad about the state of what it's like to make new star Wars right now, where, you know, chase, you mentioned earlier, the fan base being, being divided. I imagine that that plays a large part into him not wanting to come back. I also think these, I, I, so, so it was the other one we didn't talk about, but it's pertinent to this is the Mark Ruffalo, Ewan McGregor back and forth, uh, you know, where Mark Ruffalo comes out of left field saying, if you, if you watch star Wars, you're going to, it doesn't matter what they call it. You're going to get the same thing over and over and over again. And in Marvel, we've got these young directors that are now bringing you know, all this new to to Marvel. Now, I don't think Marvel's got it all figured out either because I feel like Marvel's cannibalizing itself to a degree. Marvel is content. too woke
2: for me, as they say now. <laughs> they, they just throw in subtle little, like, I don't know if you watched She-Hulk
0: yet. I've I'm, I'm not watched any of it yet.
2: So the first episode literally has She-Hulk saying that she can control her anger because she's a strong, independent woman. Like, who cares about that? I want to say Hulk rage. Like, I don't now, care at the I don't same don't care point about that.
0: Probably some strong independent women that are listening to rule the galaxy that are fist bumping. Yeah, I, don't, don't, a, I don't, don't have a say, problem with that. They my they problem is takes.
2: this is a superhero
0: show. Like this has got nothing to do with <laughs> super, superhero. So I, so come back to our point where we were, where we were sitting on. We have, uh, you know, Mark Ruffalo who says this. Ewan, Ewan McGregor says, well, I don't want to be a part of Marvel because I'm already, you know, a part of this beautiful Star Wars universe. At the same point, you have these poor directors just with the amount of directors you've seen jump ship from different things or that they've parted ways on that, you know, to make anything that pushes any sort of boundary or edge is really difficult in Star Wars right now. And so one made me go, yeah, I don't blame him for not wanting to come back at the same point. It did make me a little sad about the current state of Star Wars and just the amount of scrutiny that goes into every single thing that is made. It just, I don't know, it felt like a little like just a, a glimpse again into, you know, the machine and kind of what it is. Other thoughts, other takes? I'm curious when, when you read that. I feel
2: like fans are just not fans anymore. Like I feel like everybody has, feels like there's nothing wrong with having an opinion, but I feel like everybody nowadays is entitled to their opinion and their opinion only. And I'm just here to watch star Wars or Marvel. Like I don't care about political views or any of that stuff in these shows. I'm here for the characters and the story. I don't care about real world problems in these shows because they're not real world shows. That's how I'm, yeah. Man.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. I mean, you just want to have that escape uh, from the real world and everything. And yeah, it did make me sad with John Boyega because like this might sound a little bit stupid, but it's like uh, when I watch these uh, Lego uh, like things, they bring in, you know, Finn and Ray and Poe and everything, and their characters are a lot of fun in that, you know. And I'm like, I'm like, I feel like these guys almost did better justice in writing to the characters than the sequel trilogy did, yeah. Because totally. they did, they they just know how to make it fun they know, they know maybe what the characters should have been. I don't know. Obviously it's obviously there's a ton of jokes and it's all a lot of satire in that, but it's like, I just wish that, uh, I wish that John Boyega could have been a part of something where he had some damn good writers. And I mean, I always had this vision of like them coming back and making some kind of badass show with him training and, and, you know, with with ray in a, a different light as well and everything like i i think it could have been pretty cool and i'd like to hope that if disney ever throws a bag at john boyega he kind of second has a second thought about it you know if he can pick up that lightsaber and come come back into star wars as a possible uh jedi in training or or whatever but uh yeah it, it did make me sad i mean It's like, we run a podcast. We like to talk Star Wars and um, I'm active on Twitter and it's like, you see what is said on there. You see what happens. And there's people who are just extreme fans. Like I'm a Ray fan. If you say anything bad about Ray, I'm going to go full attack mode on you. And I'm going to tell everybody to go full attack mode, whatever. You know, it, 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 it can get a little wild out there. Like, I'm fine with Ray. There's, the, you know, there's things about the sequels I didn't like, but that's just me. I'm not telling you you shouldn't love it because you love it. I'm happy you love it. There's right. things I love. I love the Eagles. Some people hate the Eagles, you know, like for football. I, I relate it to sports. It, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, it just made me a little bit sad. But he also kind of did give it a good send-off as well. I read a bit of that article in his interview and he he did really kind of just say, like, I'm at I'm at peace with what happened with that. And, you know, I'm good to ride off in the sunset. And I see mm. other people going into Star Wars who are doing good stuff. And, you know, yeah, whatever. It's just a shame that it's like Star Wars, him being a part of a Star Wars trilogy could be like a bad memory almost. Yeah. You know, it's hard to comprehend.
0: Well, and I'll say this, too. Maybe as maybe the final piece on it. Um, nothing is done until the fat lady sings and so i mean just go back to 2005 and you think about if you had told hayden christensen hey you want to come back and do some more star wars he probably would have punched no. you in the face if you Absolutely. had said you know what i'm saying like no he would I don't have been want, like i don't want to be yeah he would have, <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't work out here you hayden him, all right like, yeah like they would it would be bad and then. Man, you fast forward, you know, 17 years and he goes to celebration and it's like the prodigal son has returned and you get a, you get about this much of him, uh, with the, you already said it, D-Doc, with his face half covered and all of Star Wars fandom loses their collective crap because he's back. He's back. Like we got him back. And then you see him as a very old disheveled looking Padawan, uh, which is a whole nother thing we got to talk about at some point, but you know, it kind of looks old in the show, but people lose their minds. And they're like, it's back to what we thought it was going to be. And then, you know, and so I just say that to go, he can say whatever he wants about not wanting to come back. But I do think that the sway of the fan base is cyclical. And so things seem really bad. We don't like it. We don't get it. Time does heal some wounds on that. And I wouldn't be shocked if, you know it's the it's the toby Maguire, andrew garfield spider-man in uh never or no way home right Yep. which collectively those movies were good but they've faded into obscurity and then they bring them back and it blows the boxes off or the yep. doors off the box office because people freaking love nostalgia
2: it's like i yeah. said earlier the 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 people who grew up with the sequels are now the age of the people who were kids during the original trilogy. And the people who are growing up with the sequels in 20 years will be our age and they feel about the sequels the way we do
0: the prequels. Yeah. It's just John Boyega can shuffle himself out there on screen and people will love it, man. They'll be
2: Oh yeah. Twenty years from now we're gonna get, you know, the spin-off series or whatnot about Stormtroopers and Finn's yeah. a character, and everybody's children done. of the
0: stormtroopers and how they, you know, made it back. Yeah, and children of the
2: force or something like that. Because now apparently all stormtroopers are force sensitive.
0: Yeah, and they'll pay off uh, Captain Phasma as well, too. And th- they'll rectify all what things a waste and-
2: of a character. <laughs>
0: That's that was a waste of a character. Everything will come back and there'll be no more crying. And it'll be, and it'll be I feel dead. like
2: the, the biggest ripoff of the sequels was uh, Hux. In the force mm. awakens his character you thought you thought you know i hate to say this but this is the the world war ii hitler of star wars mm. you know i got those vibes from this guy and you know he's sinister this is the imperial the new imperial and in the next two movies he's like sideline
1: yeah he turned into satire in those he movies. did yeah kind of for me away. there's not many gingers in uh star wars so you know oh. i was excited <laughs> to possibly have a badass uh ginger Character who you know the crowd might have hated, but whatever you know. But yeah, then you had you know Poe making a your mom a joke uh, towards him or whatever It doesn't work with
0: Star Wars. Yeah. You know what though? You were redeemed, uh, D Doc, with yeah with that Cal, uh, Cal Kestis. Kestis. Exactly Come on, the ultimate Jedi. He's red-headed. my hope. Yeah, all throughout. Actually referenced in one of the books we just in the uh, Brotherhood book as the red haired Jedi. So. Yeah, really no oh, yeah they, they do right. a i haven't quick, done brotherhood they yet, do a so quick little great. uh anakin and obi-wan are walking through the temple and they say hello to uh what's his master gerald
1: i forget his master I'm, I'm blanking
0: name. you know who i'm talking about they they reference him and his red-headed padawan
1: beautiful i love come it. on
0: man there's representation for you in star wars my friend i love it <laughs> so hey guys final thoughts chase it's been so great Having you on the show, man. Um, final thoughts as we close up from you. I've just been a blast to be here. I love talking Star Wars with other people who have the same passion as I do uh, for the hate of sequels and love of,
2: <laughs> love of the original six movies. Um, Come on, man.
0: Hey, tell everybody where they can follow you, how they can get your podcast, uh, where you guys live.
2: So uh, we, we're on all the major podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google and youtube at Rodian radio it's all the same our socials on uh instagram and twitter Rodian radio podcast and uh our email is uh rhodian radio pc at gmail.com uh, we put out episode we try to put out episodes every friday or saturday sometimes it's every other friday and saturday but we cover i like to call us the news center for star wars because we don't talk about just one specific topic we like to cover all the news updates and then bring in side topic like uh for example one of our past shows we did uh just uh we had all of our listeners send in questions and that was our main topic is we just answered all of our listener questions Uh, so you can find us anywhere on instagram anywhere on twitter uh youtube so yeah a lot of fun
0: well we we so appreciate having you on d final words yeah
1: I, just, I, I it was nice to meet you and i'm i was it was fun talking star wars as always like i mean that's my favorite part of this podcast is we could come on here with guys you never met before and just talk for hours basically about the thing that we love so whether whether we uh like what we're talking about or dislike what we're talking about we still can talk about it and it's still fun so that's the best part of all of it so and also have any of you guys watched house of the dragon i'll keep it short but have you, are, are you guys Game of Thrones guys? Have you watched it yet? Nope. Nope, nope, nope. All right, that's nope. fine. I've watched The Witcher, but I've never we'll watched it. We'll have to talk Game it at
0: another time, I guess. Figure yes,
1: out. watch Game of Thrones, watch House of the Dragon. It is freaking awesome. It was a great first episode of that show. And yeah, it might not be free. If you're not into like, it, it's, it's definitely like a blood gore intense, very, very adult show but so
0: it's like a gareth edwards uh star wars war movie uh it's more than that actually (laughs) it's (laughs) it's bad
1: (laughs) it's like if you want to basically see one of the most extreme like brutality shows you can see it's that but it's just the storytelling is incredible so if you're if you're a thrones person check out house of the dragon pilot episode was incredible of it so
0: there you go i'll leave it at that all right well friends it's been so great being with you thanks so much doc and chase for being on the show today and for everyone who's listening thanks so much for jumping on and uh giving us another go i know there's lots of star wars podcasts that you could choose from really great ones but we appreciate you taking the ride with us and uh hey i didn't do this at the beginning i'm going to do it now follow us if you don't follow us on twitter at rule the galaxy sw uh we have a instagram page at rule the galaxy sw um you can email us Rule the galaxy, SW at gmail.com. Uh, and we have a YouTube channel as well. D Doc, tell them where they can hit us up on uh TikTok as well.
1: You can get us on TikTok at uh Rule of the Galaxy Podcast, which I've been slacking a little bit for a week or so, but I'm getting back to putting content on there. So Rule the Galaxy Podcast, that's it on TikTok. We got some good stuff on there, show clips, toy collecting. The guys send me stuff in. So it's a fun little short clip area where you can find us.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Well, guys, we hope you have enjoyed the show. We look forward to be getting back with you on more stuff. Lots of great Star Wars stuff coming that we just can't wait to talk about. So uh, that's all for now. Until next time, may the force be with you.